That's 311 because welcome everybody. It is episode 311 of the Confederacy of Dunks podcast. What's happening? I'll, I'll figure. I'll, I'll finish it off for you. Amber is the color of your energy. Well, okay, there we go. That's what they say at the end of that. Guys, welcome. Uh, this is a very, very interesting, a different episode because Freddie is not here, and he guess what? He is not coming back. Uh, no, no, he, he is eventually. Fired off of this show. It, he he has been canceled. It said some stuff. Yeah, he's had enough. Uh, and we have had enough, quite frankly. Um, but no, uh, Freddie is uh, away for the next few episodes because he is having a baby, as you all know. Uh, so, uh, and and we will break the news when right it happens live right here on the show. So be ready for that. Uh, so filling in for Freddie while he's going to be away these next few weeks, uh, we have uh, uh, an expert in sports and sports television. Uh, he's worked on uh, shows. He's worked on Jay and Dan, on, on both on Fox and here on TSN. He's worked on Sportsnet. Uh, he's got some of the best basketball advice I ever heard anyone tell a group of, of kids. Uh, he's going to recount that story for you uh, today. Uh, guys, give it up, even if you're at home alone, for Brendan Halloran. Hey, thanks for having Woo. me. Really excited to be here. I am undefeated as a basketball coach, actually. I coached one season. I coached uh, 11-year-old kids. There was no three-point line in the league. So, uh, But all these kids were trying to shoot. We're, we're trying to just step back and shoot uh, a shoot from distance, shoot from the, the logo that did not exist on the court because we were in a high school gym. Um, right. and, uh, at one point I had to gather up all the basketballs and I said, listen, listen, all you kids, uh, show me where the three point line is. And, and, and people were trying to point it out. They're trying to show me where it is. And I was like, we, we don't have one. We do not have a three point line. Do not be taking a shot from here. It's the same as a shot from down there. And what happened in the next game? Those kids were driving the hoop. They were taking it to the rack, taking it to the hole, big fella, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and we won. I was undefeated. We won the championship. They took players away from my team halfway through the season because we thought we were just too good. And I was like, no, wrong, 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 wrong. I have these, I have these kids playing hard. And just then I gave coaching. a really self-serving, like at the end of the, when we won the championship, I gave a very self-serving and petty speech about how it was like, they took uh, people away from us. Like it was. <laughs> and then you and were kicked really out of the league. I was I was like I was like 18 when I coached this team and all the other coaches were like dads but I just showed yeah. up to do it and all the other dads fucking hated me. They hated <laughs> Well because they thought there was a three point line. They were all about shooting from wherever the kids wanted to shoot, right? Yeah, listen, sorry dad. Yeah, your own dad. Uh all right and uh well you know he's he's been he's been silent over there for a while because he's heard that Brendo story a million times probably. Uh listen, guess what? You this is a guy who is currently working in sports television. This is uh, a guy who's uh, he's a producer right now for uh the uh, NFL on Fox. He likewise with Brendo has worked on actually Brendan works on that show too. What are we talking about? Yeah. Uh right? Uh uh you guys uh uh, uh Jay and Dan uh, at Fox on TSN. Guys, please give it up. Very funny person. Norm Souza. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, never actually never heard that story. Had no idea that Brendo coached basketball at all. Um, I was gonna joke that I was the guy on the coaching the opposing team getting absolutely creamed because I told the kids that the three-point line was the free throw line on the other side of the court. <laughs> Show me where the three-point line is. It's the line in the middle of the court. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really fired his coach. Um, never coached kids in my life, thank God. Um, I was getting a little worried because you were saying, hey, Freddie's gone. And you started introducing and mine and Brendo's credits are basically the same. The same. I know. I realized actually after I started introducing you, I was like, wait a sec. You guys and, have worked together at every job for the last like yeah. 20 years. And, he's, and you're like filling in for Freddie for the next couple of weeks. And I'm like, I hope he's not talking about me. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but um yeah, I don't have an interesting story about coaching basketball at all, and um, let's just leave it at that. All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's do that exactly. And um, 
Uh, so let's get right into it, gang. Uh, we're talking yeah. about our beloved Toronto Raptors here. Uh, as we all know, uh, if you follow Norm Sues on Twitter, very close personal friends. Um, um, no longer have uh, Twitter or X.com. Sorry. Okay. So guess what? Uh, he's also not friends with the Raptors anymore. Uh, that was just a bit you were doing for a bit. But uh, but guys, the Raptors, you know, we got ourselves a losing squad here. But yeah. am I wrong in saying that they're still a bit fun to watch? Um, are you wrong in saying that they're a bit... Am I wrong in saying that they're fun to watch? That Atlanta game, which was close, and it was a yeah. loss, but I think it's safe to say that that was an entertaining basketball game, and I was, you know, while we lost and it was disappointing, I, it wasn't one of those, you know, man, they, we got to do something about this team. It was like, oh, no, this is this is okay. We're, we're in the process here. <clears throat> I think they're... Um probably the most interest this is the most interested i've been in a uh, probably bottom five team in the league um yes. in quite some time um it is an interesting time to watch them i think it is an incredibly boring time to talk about them which is like very bad for a basketball podcast because, absolutely uh, trust me a couple weeks ago uh we all sort of had differing opinions about what they should do when there's consternation when there's a lot of like oh what are we doing what's the path are we trading og are we trading siakam um uh i think it leads to much more animated conversations but right now what i think we're looking at is like a picture of a boat and we all agree that it's a picture of a boat and so <laughs> we're just like this is a rebuilding team that is trying to figure it out we know exactly what we're looking at we're turning we're tuning in i'm hoping that you know iq i'm hoping that barrett i'm hoping that barnes are getting uh, 20 points a game and uh and if they do that then great because there are just no other expectations from this team right now but it is really exciting to watch them i don't know normally yeah, i think i think they're just fun to watch because um i'm here in la and i just like watching them even if they're bad um and <laughs> you know i went to uh, Lakers Raptors and I went to uh, Clippers Raptors back-to-back um, -back nights because um, you know well now it's because I'm so far away there's like a nostalgia of me you know what I mean of watching the Raptors play sure, basketball yeah. no matter what um, but I actually walking around LA with a Raptors coat especially after these deals everyone's just like what do you think how are you feeling and I like all the deals so far and uh, I think it's a fun team to watch because Scotty Barnes is on the team. <laughs> you know, like we're yeah, going to yeah. be building around him. And um, I, I think it's just like, and obviously I like RJ Barrett and I like quickly. Um, now, I mean, what comes of the Siakam deal after the fact? I mean, I don't even know if we're probably holding on to Bruce Brown or not. Um but I think it's I think it's a fun team to watch. I think it's like if you're an American, are are they a like a, a must watch league pass team? I think that they're more entertaining than watching the Spurs. I think they're more entertaining than watching the Pistons. I probably think they're more entertaining than watching the Hornets. So there are much yeah. worse teams, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're much worse. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, I think they're a fun team to watch just to see what happens and what they do around Scotty Barnes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I will say this. It is, while, yes, we are looking at a picture of a boat, and, yes, we are agreeing that it is a boat, uh, this boat doesn't have Malachi Flynn on it. And we don't have to sit here and be like, this is better than I thought, you know, which I will bring up every episode that well, I was you like, know who is I was saying. <laughs> you know who is into Malachi Flynn? Like, Ben Stiller recently tweeted it. He was like, hey, Malachi Flynn, pretty good, huh? <laughs> he sounds like You're all of us like three months like, ago yeah like ben like like no <laughs> so, and yeah i, I don't I, I, for you ben and i know you're very excited about the trade you're very excited about the knicks they are very exciting this year but they're exciting um, now yeah i know ben stiller should not be firing off tweets about malachi flint i, I I'm happy for Malachi that people like Ben Stiller are are talking about him now because a mere you know two months ago it was me you know what I mean? That's who, that's all. It was, Wait, I was, what were it you was, saying about Malachi Flynn, Andy? Were you, like, negative towards him or positive? No, not at all. In fact, I was like, I can't believe Malachi's really improving. You know, Darko's really having an effect on him. It's really, you know, it's a really positive thing. Um, I'm just glad I don't, <laughs> that, that we're not grasping at those straws anymore because now we're at least being able to talk about, okay, you know, RJ is really exploding. He's, like, looking a lot better here. He looks more comfortable. He looks like, you know, 
his role is i don't know it's a similar role but it's it's just feels like it has more impact here it's like there's a thing they said on uh six trophies where it was like you know uh, uh they had a clip from the raptors game when rj was playing and like well he's gonna thrive here in toronto because it's not as as uh as you know intense as in new york and they're like that's loser stuff, man. Don't be like, you know, uh, no one's watching me. So now I can be kind of, you know, now I can play worse and people will think it's okay. Uh, but there is something to be said for like pressure being put on, like undue pressure being put on you. You know what I mean? Like perhaps in New York, that was what was he was kind of facing. We've all seen in various sports, uh, uh, you know, promising, especially younger athletes leave a big market where there was a ton of pressure on them. And then thrive in a smaller market because they're able to like find themselves a bit more without so much criticism um you got norm you talked about the trades of course yeah, yeah. how could we not uh but it looks like you know the raptors are still going to be pretty active at the deadline here we're looking at a couple of a uh, couple of players who who could be moved do you guys have any ideas like uh of who, who could be moved i mean there's some obvious ones but like if you had to pick three players you think are getting moved right now uh what do you think um what do you think? Who do you think the, the most likely candidates are? Do you know? Uh, I think it's undoubtedly, um, let me go through here. Uh, Bruce Brown is for sure moving, like 100% moving. And then we're also probably trading Schroeder. And I I would imagine Gary Trent. I would imagine that those are the top, mm-hmm. right? Those seem uh, to be the top I, to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Bruce Brown probably brings back the biggest return. Like we're all talking about, like these, are, the, the big trades have been done. These are going to be mm-hmm. minuscule returns here. Like maybe mm-hmm. we'll get, you know, like a decent pick and maybe a, like a guy for Bruce Brown. But like, I think most of most it's going to be mostly it's going to be offloading these things for like those types of assets that can p- potentially be put in like further deals down the line. Schroeder, mm-hmm. I think because he has another year on his contract, uh, I, I still don't think that he nets a solid return for them. You know, he's probably going to somebody uh who needs like a contender who needs uh a, like a backup point guard um like maybe he's going to like an okc or something like that but like i don't see okc i don't know what okc is going to do with all of those picks that they have those all of those 67 picks that they that they just can't <laughs> possibly even use because they don't have the roster space for them but i don't see them giving us a ton uh, and I love, so, I love that. It's like, well, they're not going to offer that many of them. And then everyone's like, well, no one's really that interested in them either. So it's like, what's <laughs> going on? What, what are picks now? Anyways. Yeah. Um, Norma, so I would, I would imagine that those are the the top three candidates to move. I know that they yeah. are showcasing guys like Thad Young right now and, and um, uh, some of the older guys that they can, so that they can go like, Hey, this, this dude can still play. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move him off this team. I think that they're going to just absolutely clear house of anyone that they can get off of go into the summer with a ton of cap space, not to sign free agents, but to, to facilitate other moves. I'm just imagining like a bunch of people who work in the sports online world who have that like 2019 championship team. And the only person lit up is Chris Boucher still. And they're, yeah. just, they're just dying to put that black and white filter over top of it and to be like, they're yes. all gone. <laughs> uh, I feel like Messiah is one of those guys. I think he's just like, and Boucher is next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's, I don't know. I, I, if you're going to, I don't understand the idea about completely clearing that 2019 roster. So it's like totally gone. Um, But I could see them just being like, F it, you know, we've gone this far. Chris Boucher is the only guy left. I mean, I think, you know, I think Gary Trent Jr. Should definitely be traded because he's a piece, but I mean, more, more so it's like, what are we expecting to get back in return? Like, obviously, like, you know, Jakob Pertl's had some injury problems this year. We need a center, right? We not need a mm-hmm. backup center, like, like, a, uh, well, especially yeah. for training Chris Boucher. Yeah. We definitely yeah, need some size going forward because we, we've lost a lot of our six, nine guys and now we have six, five, six, seven guys. Six, yeah. Five. And the Clippers have three centers, you know, and they're already kind of West Coast Raptors, 2019 Raptors anyway. Um, and they got Tice. Uh, Plumley and Zubak, who's been hurt, and then Plumley's been hurt, and once they're all kind of back, you got three big, scary white centers, uh, and and we could probably use one of those guys, you know. So if the question is, is like, 
What do the Clippers need? Well, probably nothing because they're pretty much stacked. They're pretty rolling right now. Yeah, they're looking pretty yeah. good. Could they use uh, a pick in Bruce Brown you know, or something? Maybe, you know. They don't need Gary Trent Jr. So, yeah. you know, then you got to just look around. Who are the centers in the league that you, you want? I mean, obviously, the Raps have a lot of guards. I don't know what the deal is. I know I saw that um, Grady Dick was playing today, but – um, you know, what, what are the Raptors needs really? Right. Like, uh, not, not, a, not a guard. We need, we need, like, we, we got rid of, if we get rid of Boucher, you get rid of, uh, Gary Trent Jr. You get rid of Bruce Brown. Well, not that we really ever had Bruce, you know, as a, as yeah, yeah. um, and, and, and who do we need to bring in to make that work? Well, probably a big wing and a center, <laughs> you know, uh, but well, who knows? I don't think it really, you know, I think we do need a backup center because it can't just be Jakob Pertle. But ultimately, for this season, I don't think it really matters who your starting five is, you know. So I think you just unload whoever you can for as many picks as you can. Right. Yeah. It's, it's you know, there's not a lot of urgency to, to succeed with this iteration of the team, for sure. We're all pretty much looking forward at this point but I want to say that I'm know, really excited for the um if we trade Boucher I'm really excited yeah. for the um the Chris Boucher American like glow up where like we <laughs> trade like no one insiders knew that OG was great right but then yeah. he goes to Madison Square Garden and now all of a sudden they're chanting his name and they're like he's yeah. the greatest defender of all time and then Seattle <laughs> and he they're gonna be like oh my god he's so great he, Chris Boucher, it's going to be so great when he gets to an American team and everybody's just like, Chris Boucher, he's a difference maker. He's an energy spark plug <laughs> off the bench. He's an energy oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bonjour. He's out here hitting trays. He's making energy hustle plays. Why would he, they didn't even use him. Like, that fucking American media thing is so... Uh, so potent for when players are playing for Toronto. And You're going uh, to see, you're gonna oh, see articles written about him on the ringer. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think, I think you're right. I think like, yeah, well, I mean, obviously per, big pert, pert plus, whatever you want to call them, pick any of the cool nicknames I made up. Thank you. Finally, someone on this podcast thinks that that's a good nickname. Yeah, uh, nobody thought it was good. <laughs> I was getting made fun of from who on here, Freddie, Freddie. And I can't remember who else who it was. <laughs> Definitely Freddie. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, you know, he's our only center. And if we're trading away Thad Young and Chris Boucher, we don't have anybody uh, like over. I, we have Jonte Porter. That's it, right? Like, so he's going to give Jonte a lot of run to make guy. sure that to see what he can do. And uh, agreed, and I agreed. That's right. I think that he could be a factor. I think he could be a, a decent, uh, a decent backup center. But aside, aside from him and, 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 and Big Yak, we're not, we don't have anybody over 6'8. Uh, and that, and then even then, that's only, um, Jordan Nora, but uh, uh, okay. So you know, I think um, I think it's going to be interesting. But I, I kind of agree with you guys that I don't think we're going to get anything really flashy out of this. I think like the most potential there is like a Bruce Brown or maybe a Gary Trent if we get him to a team who's looking for those specific types of, of players. But I again, I we're going to need someone back because also that's a lot of point guards we're trading. If we trade Truder and and uh, and um, Brown and, and everything. We quickly won't have anybody back him up. So we're going to have to get something back there. And yeah, you're right. A big man's got to come back as well. So um, uh, going to be interesting to see who's see. And I, I think that I think waiting till the deadline for this, these types of trades are kind of better. I think you're going to get people who, you know, teams that are like, like not on the bubble, but are like on that verge of being that elite those like elite squad. There's a couple of teams right now that are like, we're as good as the top teams, but we're like, there's this sort of thing happening where they need to like add a piece. And I think that's where like Gary and, um, uh, and Bruce Brown are going to help out. And the Lakers Lakers are like, you know, I I looked at on Instagram the other day, had like potential moves, you know, DeMar DeRozan, a couple other big names were all kind of like, and it's just like possible team destinations. And the Lakers were on every single one of them, you know, yeah. So like, Gary Trent Jr., the, the Lakers could use shooting off the bench. I could see something like that happen. Mm-hmm. They could also first round too because they've been interested in that dude. They tried to sign him last summer. Yeah. And um, uh, he's kind of the thing, a guy that, that they need, somebody who can play in motion, someone who can cut. Uh, yeah. We're calling it now. He's going to the Lakers. 
And we're not just saying that because we want the LA Lakers bump for the podcast or articles that you write, which is definitely something that people. No, that's a pert plus guarantee. (laughs) That's a pert plus guarantee right on. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you, man. That's about, uh, you know, the, uh, that's about all there is to say about the Raptors at this point. I mean, great. Grady's playing. Scotty gave him a huge smooch on the head there a couple days ago. That was fun to watch. Uh, It seems like the guys are, you know, these, this younger crew is kind of gelling nicely as far as like personalities go. So at least we got that going for us. You know, uh, one thing I'll say too is, you know, I think this is what 10 losses in a row or they're playing the, they're playing the bulls basically now, but uh, is it, is it, they're like one and nine. Anyway, it's been five losses in a row. They're like one and nine, the last 10 or something. Um, I don't get when the Raptors lose a game while I'm watching, I'm not like, Oh damn, they lost the game. I'm just like, like, it's like, well, they played well. You know what I mean? Like the, the losses don't bother me at this point. They're going to lose games. They're going to lose more games this year. Um, and I think just like, I enjoy um, when they, when they are gelling as a team, I, I like it when RJ plays well, basically. Yeah. And I like it when Scotty plays well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I think the only thing that bothers me about the losses is uh, is our is conveying that pick this year uh, to to uh, San Antonio. We don't have our pick if it falls outside the top six. Um, and apparently, uh, I'm not a draft expert. I don't know. I just know what I read. And apparently, this draft sucks shit. Um, and it would be <laughs> yes. a lot better if, um, if we were to uh, convey that pick this year. So it's always straddling that line of just like, well, you know, we could drop into the, the, you know, the lottery balls could help us and we could get into the top four or top two or something. But uh, apparently that's this is not the year to do it. So okay. I'm like, we, we should be winning some of these games. But like we're currently losing to uh, the Bulls. So I don't know that that's happening. We are currently the sixth worst record in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams that are worse than us are the Portland Trailblazers, the Charlotte Hornets, the Spurs, the Wizards and the, and the Pistons. Um, we're not getting and Grizzlies are just above us, and then um, you've got the Hawks, Nets, and Warriors sort of a little bit above that. So, you know, it's it's I feel like we're better than the Grizzlies, I feel like we're right in that mix with Hawks, Nets, Warriors. I mean, the Warriors probably should be better, but um, uh, I I feel like we're right in that mix. So, I think I think we'll figure it out, I really do. Well, the Memphis is just—I mean, Memphis is like having just the season from hell. I mean, your best player is Jared Jackson Jr. or whatever, and you know, uh, yeah, we're going to be good next year. Uh, Everyone's injured or or not playing or whatever, and we can—they still beat us though. That was a tough loss. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving, moving. They had a smooch. um yeah listen uh let's move to the nba right now just league wide let's take a look um one of the big stories uh over this last week was all the 70 point games people were having you know uh Embiid had a 70 pointer luca what 72 uh we had uh carlton town 62 which we talked about last week but overall we had like there was like uh I think there was like three or four 40 point games also this week, like from different players scoring is way up. Um, and it's starting to kind of, there's starting to be this buzz, uh, people are starting to write articles and pieces on it where it's like, is this good? Is this good for the league? Uh, we are at an all time sc- We're on our way to an all time scoring high. Embiid is on his, is on pace to be the first player since Wilt Chamberlain to average a point um, over a point a minute uh which is insane um so like yeah we are we're at a we're at a stage where you know uh, um it's starting to become it's is it out of is it out of control i i personally think scoring is generally better for leagues i think it's it's good i don't see why we would be that worried about it uh especially because my instinct and i'll, I'll go to you guys uh, right after this but my instinct is to blame it on like we figured out that three-point shooting is good do you know what I mean? Like, we just figured that out. The Warriors showed us all that that's what we should be doing. Statistically, we've known it forever, but now teams finally started doing it. Um, but Embiid's 70 points were in, there was one three in that game for him. Everything else was in the paint. So what, I, I'll go to you, Norm, first. What, what is it? Why are we scoring so much? And is it good? <clears throat> 
Um, I don't know if it's good or bad. Uh, I think it's, um, I, I think it's the dog days of the season for a lot of players. It's before the all-star game and um, players don't try uh, or play defense. And the, the, the Embiid thing, I mean, people always go back to the, it's the Kobe game against the Raps, right? The 81 or whatever. And then yeah. there's, you know, the famous picture of Wilt after he scored 100 points. First of all, the Wilt thing, um, he was playing garbage men from New York who were hungover and who was like yeah. hotel pipes froze and they couldn't shower or something. If you go read that story, it's like insane. It's like these guys were working what? in the food kitchen and like the fucking ceiling fell on them or whatever. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden Wilt Chamberlain comes in and it's like fucking pounding in the scoring box. So... Okay, whatever. I, I, the one thing I'll say is, like, in terms of these, like, you know, before the All-Star game, you know, a lot of – obviously the league is is more player-driven. And, and uh, I, I think it's an issue for coaching because, obviously, if you're t- what happens is your team doesn't play de- defense all year because you guys are coasting and think you guys are going to turn it on. The, the fucking Milwaukee Bucks are classic for this. They're just like, you know, we don't need to put the, the pedal to the metal just yet. Once we get to the playoffs, we'll start locking it in. And then you're like, oh, no, uh, we didn't lock it in soon enough. <laughs> you know, like, like, so is it like motivation from players who don't really want to work hard on defense before or probably even after the All-Star game? They want to turn it up a couple weeks before the playoffs start? Maybe. Um, is it like... Yeah, the three-point shot has something to do with it. Did Luca? I wonder how many three. I don't know how many threes he got in his seventy-one-point game. I'll look um, it up. And I know that there was a lot of injuries, and uh, I forget who Embiid was playing on that that eighty-point game, but they were coming off a of back-to-back. Um, and he's a dominant player, and Luca's incredible. You know, I think it's good for the league to have these like players scoring big numbers. I don't think people are tu- tuning in to catch some defensive battle or whatever. But I think when you, I think when good defense is being played, uh, it starts to feel like a playoff game. So I think for the integrity of watching a game from beginning to end, I don't think it's the best when Joel Embiid is just like completely dominating a game, making the other team look foolish. I think if you want to have fun watching a basketball game, you want it to be back and forth and close. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you being out? Listen, this is such a non-issue. Like, I don't, and and this is, like, I'm going to do part, like, sports media criticism and part, like, uh, basketball thing here. Uh, People love to write stories when they feel like it's a zag. They're just like, oh, scoring is up. Is what is that bad? Oh, scoring is down. (laughs) Is that good? Like, they want to write the opposite story of this thing. The league wanted to allow their star players to play like star players. So they all relaxed, you know, or they tightened up some of the rules that allowed players to uh, um, uh, perform at a higher rate because they wanted these star players to play like stars. And now the star players are playing like stars. Like, it's not like, you know, uh, Chris Boucher is not dropping 70. It's Joel Embiid. It's Luka Doncic. It's like, Mm -hmm. these are the players that they want to put up monster games and they're doing it in the middle of January when there is no reason to turn into a basketball game, really. Unless you go like, oh, dude, you got to turn into this game because Luca's going off for 70 tonight or whoever is going off for 70 tonight. It's such a non-issue. It's so exciting. It's entertaining. People talk about it. It's all over Twitter. The next day, you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe Joel and B got all that stuff. Cat. Uh, gets uh, however many points he had the other night. And he's benched at the, yeah, he's benched at the end of the game. And that's interesting, too. This is all so fun and interesting. And is, score, is scoring too much a problem now? It's not a problem right now because we are also in the middle of the season. And when we get to the playoffs, it's going to tighten up. It, the games are going to get more interesting. And then the games will be like that now. They'll be like that then. So I'm just like, let him score. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it's too much. This is being like, yeah, this party's too fun. I'm having too much fun at this party. Should I be concerned <laughs> about how much fun at the party I'm having right now? No, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't matter. January, February, you know. And I again, it's like this is like the 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 start of the season hype is kind of done. There's some teams are getting injured. Some some players are actually starting to like who basically spend the off season drinking beer and doing whatever. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, who's 
finally kind of played themselves into shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like uh, that could be something too. I think it. I think if um, I think if players are putting up, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 points um, when they're like trying to get a playoff spot, that's going to be an issue for that team. Yeah, like if you had, yeah, exactly. Like if you if you had a solo moment, not unlike Carlton Anthony Towns, which they did lose that game, um, I could see it becoming an issue, but I don't think that's going to be a thing. I, I agree. I, I think, you know, Adam Silver isn't panicking. Uh, about the the number of points being scored, I don't think he's upset about. Oh no! no. Oh no! I don't <laughs> think I, I hope that he doesn't hit this. No, he did. Ah! Yeah, I like no. to imagine uh, Adam Silver looking at the the first mock-ups of the courts for the play-in tournament and just like seeing how like bright and busy they are, and him going, uh, "Okay, uh, I'm a little nervous <laughs> about this actually." <laughs> Um, no, but point, points are fun, man. Uh, you know, I, I think it's like I think anytime somebody scores that, like the Joel Embiid thing, you know, everyone's trying to say the next thing. The the online aggregate guys are just like, who is it possible? Can someone get a hundred? You know what I mean? And now we're getting games where the final score is like 140, 130, high 30. You know. It was 148 to 143 in that Dallas Atlanta game. Yeah, yeah. That's so nuts. You know, it's there was that one All Star game where they thought that it might go to 200, and they like the third digit. It's only a one, so they don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> is it possible for a player to to get 100 points with the way the game is played now? Yeah, probably. Who's it going to be? I mean. It's impossible to say. I mean, like Embiid could probably do it because he's dominant, or Steph Curry because he's so good at shooting threes. But um, well, even Wilt's hundred point game was was a weird, like you said, not just because of the the general athleticism of who they were playing, but uh, it was like a weird thing where like they were fouling on like both teams were just fouling like the entire fourth quarter, and so Wilt was just at the line the whole fourth quarter shooting free throws like because yeah, they were trying to get him there and the other team wanted to stop him so they were doing the same thing which doesn't make any sense at all like that yeah. game wasn't televised and they like wrote yeah exactly they, they the like league will wrote. never let that happen again for sure yeah, yeah. you know they're he's playing a bunch of carpenters or like you know um it's like i, I just don't like it when they compare like the kobe thing is okay legit you know what i mean like obviously he mm-hmm it was against it was against the Raptors, right? With Jalen was on that team. Jalen Rose is on that Raptor team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, we don't we don't talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that yeah, that yeah. scoring was boring. Quite frankly, that game that was boring. All this yeah. other scoring is fine, but that one Kobe performance, boring. I was so bored by it. Bad. Uh, I was like, put me to like sleep. I'm so bored by all of these points. Kobe Bryant is scoring against Those, the team yeah. that I love. That that was a bad game and it was boring and it was bad and we're happy that it's not uh, it's not happening again to our <laughs> beloved Raptors. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, okay, this is where we get. Uh, do you guys have any other, by the way, any other things in the NBA that you like noticed this this week or you wanted to chat about at all? Or uh, Norm, I know you're out there in LA, like you're uh, you're watching the Clippers pretty closely. Uh, yeah. Anything specific? It's yeah, okay no. if you don't. I'm just I just figured I'd ask you. No, I've been watching the clips, um, and obviously, like, the big story here for me in my Clippers text thread was um, basically we were all pretty much shitting pretty hard on the Harden deal immediately, yeah. and yes. now all of us are like, oh, um, actually, it's the best thing that could have possibly happened to us. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, I, the clips now, it's like, obviously, uh, the big conversation here is is the new stadium and um, and that team and if that team can make the finals, uh, and, you know there is always this like outside of Southern California narrative if the Clippers can can like you know compete with the Lakers in terms of you know being the basketball team in LA, which is I mean never ever uh, an actual conversation that happens here in town. It's the Lakers and it's not even close. Um, right. But yeah, you know, I just been following the clips pretty hard, uh, and you know, not much else. It's like uh, I ha really we just wrapped up the season, the NFL season. So 
uh, I'm about to get like full on in basketball mode. We I have been going to games, um, mm-hmm, yeah, which has been a blast. Uh, and I, I saw, we saw the Lakes Lakers and uh, uh, I, 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 for some reason I see OKC every year, which is you know always. Well, that, I mean that's a very fun team to watch right now. And now oh, it's such good. a blast. Yeah, I love I love and the Nuggets. I always see the, I see the Nuggets every year too, and I love watching them. Um, yeah, that's I mean you're picking good ones there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, you know, nothing that like particularly jumps out, uh, other than the fact that it's like um, Kawhi Leonard's playing fucking out of his mind, and he looks great. He he had a hard fall last night. That you know he, they were playing Cleveland last night, and and he had a he had a great dunk like just before this, uh, but he had one of these plays where he like he he like was trying to lob it in, he was like fouled hard, and he like hit really hard on the side, and I was just like. As we know, as a Raptors fan, we're just like crazy. Yeah. Everyone cringes and Kawhi takes a takes a hit. Yeah, he got up and he dusted it off and he shot those free throws. <laughs> you know, like oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah. They did lose that game, by the way. Um, <laughs> How embarrassing! Yeah. Uh, anything, Breno? No, you're good. Uh, anything else I want to talk about? Just like NBA wise, was there anything that came up that you wanted to mention? No. Uh, no. Okay, great. That gets us to our next <laughs> segment here. Uh, good. I'm glad. Uh, okay. You know what? We, we're talking, uh, you know, around the league there. Uh, Normal gets to see a couple good uh, good teams there come to L.A. Well, the NBA just released its list of the top 15 top-selling NBA jerseys from this oh. year. Uh, and while, you know, mm. I think the list makes sense, there are, to me at least, a couple of surprises on this list. Um, I'm going to challenge you guys together as a team. Okay. To name, I mean, we can we can do the top ten. I, I maybe try, if you think you guys can try for the top fifteen. I mean, go for it. But let's aim for the top ten here. Well, um, who goes first? Do, Brenda. Uh, whoever it doesn't matter. You guys can just uh, you know. First of all, who do you think? I'll I'll say I'll ask specifically. Try and nail down the top five, and then we'll go from there. Who do you think is number one in the league right now? Is it Jordan Nora? N- what? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not even close. Thank <laughs> you points for the Raptors. I was like, oh, I think yeah. you're overthinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. no, no. All right. So he didn't make yeah, the yeah, top yeah. five. Oh, okay. Oh, he certainly <laughs> didn't. No. Oh, okay. No, okay. no. Uh, no, the rappers Jordan Nora. <laughs> uh, hold on, okay. let, let's do this for real. Top five, okay. Well, Steph Curry's in there. Steph Curry is number one. Correct. Yeah. Great job. Okay. Who are we? Let's who go. else? Who else is rounding uh, okay. at this top five? I'll take a guess. I'd say there's um, about. I'd say it's a, the, the the two surprises in the top five are not crazy surprises, but one because one of them you're like, oh, oh, I guess that makes sense is for it the Dave team Miller? that they're on, and the second one is like. You'll you understand when you see it, but you're like, I probably didn't think he would be a top five jersey. Dame Lillard might be in the five then as a surprise. Dame is number ten. Ten. Okay. So you've got um, one and number ten. What about um is 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 Shea Gilgis Alexander in the top? He absolutely should be, but is not. No. Because that oh. is that's a top jersey that I would get. Which we're which yeah. is what I'm gonna get to you guys. When you're talking about surprises, yeah. it's just like, oh, that might be something that uh, people might be getting that one. Well, that's why I figured the Dame thing, right? He was traded. Yeah. A bunch of people mm-hmm. buying the New Jersey, right? So if, yeah. if, if Steph is one, so Giannis is in the top five. Giannis is number five. Yes, he is. Okay, he's five. Okay, so LeBron so is one and five and ten. LeBron is number three. Yep. He's number three. Yeah, thinking of markets is very helpful here. I think, at least for this top five. Steph, LeBron, Giannis. Is- Who's two? Mm, this is one Indeed. of the like ki- kind of surprises, but not like you're like, oh, it okay, actually makes sense when you think about it. No, uh, Embiid is number 12, which is shocking to me. Uh, and Jokic, which is, again is another kind of shock, is 14. Really? Yes, 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 yes. So you got to think of established players. You got to think of markets. And uh, I, but that being said, there's still some surprises. Let me guess. Is Jimmy Butler in the top five? Jimmy Butler is nowhere to be seen. He's not in the top 15. I just figured because Miami markets, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that... No players whatsoever. Uh, there are no Heat players, though. Oh. Okay. If I tell you the teams, you will get who these people are in the top five, for sure. So we'll save okay, those no clues till later. Uh, well, like, I don't... I would bet that there are no... Right? 
Sorry, what's that? Oh, I think me and Norm are talking about the same thing. He's talking about Julius Randle, and I'm saying I don't think that there are any Knicks. There are no Knicks in the top 15. <laughs> Why would you say market? <laughs> <laughs> well, be, you'll see when you get it. Your number two makes sense for that. Uh, Is it Anthony Davis? Like, It's not. for No, AD is not on the list either. Wow, you guys are bad at this. No, we're maybe just be good. just ignore my clues and just pick who you think then. Okay, like, Wemby. Who do you think would be in the top five? Pardon? Wemby. Wemby. Number Wemby's number four. Wemby's number four. Uh, um, Wemby's number four. And and so do we have top five at this point? No, we need two. So top. You've got you've got number one Steph Curry, number three LeBron, number four uh, Wemby, and number five Giannis. So we're missing two. You're missing number two. The number two jersey selling in the. NBA this year. Again, if it, it might be, it might, it might help you to just ignore my clues, even though my clues are correct. Yeah, no, you your clues are bad, dude. You, no, I hate your clues. <laughs> Who is number two? Is it Luca? No, Luca's down there, right? Luca's number six. Number six, right. just outside the top five. Luca. Okay. And you guys have already named Embiid at number twelve. You got Jokic at number fourteen. Dame at number ten. Pardon? Very good team. The the it's uh, it's not a Spurs situation. This is a very good team this year. Are they on the east or the west? East. Oh. Jason, Tatum. Jason Tatum is Tatum. number the number two, which makes sense. It's Boston, of course, right? And those um, those New Jersey's those alternates are sick. There you go. There you go. And I mean, best team in the league. Uh, best player, best team. Yeah, Jason Tatum makes a ton of sense up there. But it was kind of a surprise uh, in in some ways as well. So there you go. There's your top five. Curry, Tatum, James, Wemby, and Tenacumbo. And then you've already named Luka Doncic at six, and you've got Dame at 10. you got Embiid at 12 and uh, Jokic at 14. Here's where things start to get a little dicey. So we, we need to name eight and nine, right? You got you to gotta give me seven, eight, nine, 11, 13, and 15. Oh, if you want to go goodness. for the full 15, which you don't have to do. But 789. Let's focus on 789 right now. I love this. Uh, game. I'll tell you, I'll 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 say right now, you've got a definite Hall of Famer in here. Uh you've got uh again another very good player who's who's um kind of a perennial playoff uh, yeah. appearance and uh very good young player on a very on a on also like a good team. I don't know what else. Is Trey Young on there? Trey Young is not. Are there any Clippers? No, which is kind yeah, of shocking. Clippers were popular. But the Clippers, I get, yeah, I guess the the Lakers fight off of the Clippers jersey sales, and also the Clippers this year have like so many good players. It's like, who do you pick? There's not one person like crushing, what, right? What about Zion? Zion, nowhere to be seen. Wow. The Pelicans. What a fall from grace for Zion. Uh, we've got know, two, no teams in, two teams in the West and one team from the East. Uh, it, is, named... is it is it De'Aaron Fox or something? Or De'Aaron Fox is number 15. Whoa! Good get. I thought that's Good. the one that you wouldn't get. Yeah. No, De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento Kings showing up. I went to I a love that. I went to Raptors, Sacramento Kings, like Mar- March... Like it was like March 9th, 2020. <laughs> and everyone's just like, well, who cares about this virus? You know what I mean? While we're at the game, I'm like, oh no, they just canceled this Utah game. <laughs> like, oh God. You were there on the night. That was the big night. Yeah, I was at Sacramento watching Kings Raptors when um, fucking Rudy Gobert touched all the mics or whatever. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way he's on this list. <laughs> no, Gobert not didn't make the list either. You're missing seven, eight, nine, and then you're missing eleven and and uh, thirteen. Okay, here's a shot of the dark. Donovan Mitchell. Nope. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. No, no, that's a good guess though. Kyrie not on the list though. Uh, yeah, okay. Two of them are teammates. Ja, ja Morant is number eleven. Ja. Jaws number eleven, which uh, yeah, this season. Okay, sure. Tyrese Maxey. Maxi is number nine. Good get. You guys are three players away. Um, three players away. Wow. Is, is the two, the two players, the seven and eight, seven and eight are teammates. Oh. 
seven and eight are teammates. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown's not one, right? And I said, oh, if you remember it's, the clues from Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant, right? Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> Phoenix Suns. Who's seven and who's eight? Uh, Wait, so KD over Booker. No, Booker over KD. Surprising. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Devin Booker at seven, uh, KD at eight, Tyrese Maxey at nine. There's your top 10. Uh, uh, Dame at 10 there. And then, 13, of course, Lori Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like not that different, but yeah, okay, it is different. Oh, really? Uh, well, no, it's not. It is. It, this guy's legit. Uh, I mean, Market is good, you know, but this guy's a star. He's good. Um, okay, he's a star, but he's playing in a small market. Halliburton? Uh, you know what? That would make sense. Uh, but this is more a little bit more of a higher profile before this season coming in. Uh, Anthony Evans. Not, no, uh, not well, necessarily because of his own antics, but perhaps someone close to him. <laughs> someone close to him. Someone yeah, he's had like a he's had a bit of a like a gossipy filled sort of. Oh, is he dating um, someone? Mm, no. Okay. 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 It's not Clay Thompson. It's not Draymond or something. Right? I mean, not go- gossipy is probably the wrong word. It's more like he had he had news about him that wasn't always basketball related. It wasn't anything bad. It was just that like a, someone close to him was loud. Someone close to him was loud. was loud. Uh, yeah, like they they were in they were in the news a lot. And it's not because John of him. Him. Related to him though. Related not to John, him. Not John, no. Not John. <laughs> it's so crazy when you're people... put on the spot how you just your brain just goes yes. and not think anymore. It, but it makes sense. Like this is not a team we think of very often. Uh we probably they they recently made a uh, trade. Oh, um, is it LaMelo? LaMelo. LaMelo. One of my favorite SNL uh, news bits of all time. Yes. Yeah. Keenan. So good. That's so but fun. there you have it. So that's the top 15. I mean, what's the biggest surprise on this list? Is it LaMelo? Is it Tyrese Maxey beating Joel Embiid? Like to me, that's, yeah, that's for me, for sure. Yeah. At number nine, beating uh, uh, Dame and Embiid and Jokic at 14. I guess he's just not like. Well, we all we all seem to love Jokic. We all seem to really obviously he's an excellent player, but but he doesn't have that personality where you want to wear his jersey. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm just kind of like the date. You think about jersey sales for the year, and I thought Dame would be higher. You know, but I guess yeah, especially sense. changing teams. You'd think that yeah. that might have had had an influence. Like maybe a lot of people, you know, maybe some people in Portland re buying new jerseys there. Um, but yeah, Curry, Tatum, James. Lemonyama, Antetokounmpo, Doncic, Booker, Durant, Maxi Lillard, top ten. There you go. Uh, what would you guys? What's the jersey? What's the next non-Raptors jersey you're getting? And what's the next Raptors jersey you would want to get? See, I'm picking a jersey not based on name whatsoever. I don't care about mm-hmm. the name on the back. Uh, so when when it always goes like when these lists come out and they're like, oh, who's the top selling jersey? Like named jersey. I'm always just like, no. What's like a what would just what's just like a nice jersey that you want to wear? Okay. And get get whoever the hell on the back. Um, I was just thinking about the, the reason that I picked Jokic is because I really like that Denver with like the rainbow across the front. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I would love to wear that jersey like that. I was That's- this close to buying the retro throwback city rainbow skyline Jamal Murray. That's an excellent jersey, Norm. That's, a, that's an excellent that's, jersey. That would that's be a great. 10 out of 10 jersey. Yeah. The Jamal I, I, Murray, yeah, yeah, you got it. I, I, I did like my next one will probably be. I, I I did go buy a. I have a lot of Kawhi Leonard Clippers jerseys. I do want to get a Norman Powell Clippers jersey. Um, and but man, oh God, I was I had that Jamal Murray jersey in a cart on Fanatics, like ready to go. And Len is like, <laughs> you don't need another jersey. And I'm like, she's right. I don't need another. Jersey. <laughs> It's so true. It's very true. We never need another jersey, but you always sort of do. Here's the um, thing. I, I'm gonna. My nephews are coming to town. Uh, my brother's two kids, and because actually, speaking of uh, 2020, the Nicholas, the older, was supposed to come down to a Laker game, and COVID hit, uh, and so he couldn't come. So the now him and the brother Nolan, they're coming in a couple weeks, and we're gonna go see Lakers Spurs. 
uh, and these tickets were very expensive. Uh, <laughs> but I will be buying probably one of them a LeBron jersey or or something, right? You think. Are they are they Lakers fans? Or Nicholas they is Lakers? a Lakers fan, and Nolan oh. is is a is a Celtics fan. It kills me. Absolutely what? kills me. And they're from here, right? <laughs> What's wrong with them? Yeah, yeah I mean, we want to change I'll just guys. get him that sick Tatum jersey, that number two. That's a nice jersey. Listen, the thing is, I hate Boston. I hate everyone who's ever played for them, and I hate the city as a whole. I hate the but whole city. doesn't have a single I, team I like. No, and there's nothing redeeming about any of them or anybody from Boston ever uh, in the history of the world. Can you name but, another city with all, when all of their teams are so despised? Hated? Yeah, no, there's not. No, Boston. there's not. Because, like, you want to say something like L.A., but, like, no one hates the Kings. Philly's no one close. hates. Philly would be the closest, yeah. Flyers are a yeah, much-hated team. Yeah. A lot of people hate the Eagles, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Philly's probably the closest. I, I don't hate the Lakers. I actually kind of low-key like the Lakers. I um, don't hate the Lakers anymore either. I used to, but not anymore. And when I was living in L.A., it was very cool to, like um, – uh, be be a Clippers fan, right? Because it's just like, well, it's not the Lakers, right? And at the time, I was like, yeah, no, actually, I prefer the Clippers over the Lakers. But since I moved back, I've just been like, man, I don't care about the Clippers. Yeah, you, know like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the razzle dazzle of it all. I like the showbiz of it all. Yeah, it was cool to say that because you lived on the east side. Uh, you know, if you live on the west side of LA, no one thinks yeah. the Clippers are cool. I showed up to work. No, no. Was like, the alternative, like the alt, the, like the alt comedian thing to do, was to like yes. Clipper. Yeah, well, it's the cheap, way cheaper to go actually go to a game. Right? If you're a comedy oh, writer, you if you're white and a comedy writer from the east, you are rooting for the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I got out of town, and I was like, ah, oh, no, forget that. Lakers, Lakers, let's go. I did show up to work one day with the Clippers jacket on, and my boss was like, "You root for the fucking Clippers? <laughs> like, that was, like, what do you want, drugs? <laughs> you know." Um, what I was going to say though about Boston is that they suck and I hate them forever. However, they're they're undeniably some of the best jerseys in all sports. The Celtics that's jerseys. True. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What were you going to say there, No? Oh, uh, um, it's a Lakers town uh, more mm -hmm. than any other team. Uh, maybe the Dodgers are one B, but uh, but Lakers are one A for sure. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Um, well, guys, uh, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. That's uh, that's going to wrap it up there uh, with our top uh, jerseys. I like I said I mentioned it earlier, so I didn't cover it. But like Shay, Shay is the jersey I go to next. I'd say. Um, How is he uh, not on the? He's going to be. He's the starting point guard. All star. Right. It's we dumb. didn't talk all stars, but like I feel like everyone said everything about the all star game. It's like. Who cares? Who Anyways. cares about any all-star game in any sport? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who's who's missing from the all-star? No one. They got it right. You know what I mean? Anyone who's good is up there, you know? Uh, who shouldn't be on it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it everyone on it's good. It should be yeah, good. Just all NBAs and that's it. Yeah. yeah. The all-star game peaked when Kyle Lowry took two charges in that one all-star game, and it was got super competitive. And after yep. that, it was like, we never need to have another one of these. This was the best one. That was easily the best when LeBron was like, I want to win this, and you guys are going to play for real. And, and Lowry was, was like, here I go. I'm taking the charges. And then that was it. It was on from that point on. But that was the one where at the end, it was like, it was the it was like a countdown, right? Like Yes. The, yeah. 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 And I can't money. Remember. We, yeah. We, we, we talked about it a uh, uh, earlier in the season freddie knew like the guy whose like plan it was whose idea it was to do that for the all-star game he like had the idea from when he was a kid basically and he got into the position where he was able to like pitch it to the league and they were like okay let's try it and then it was amazing <laughs> um, people not hold ice cream guns <laughs> <laughs> And can they not wear shirts that say Jared is the best? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it just worked out, obviously. But I, I yeah, I haven't watched an All Star game since then, so I can't even honestly tell you what's been happening in the All Star game in so, any league in, and that, any sport. in any sport. Yes, no, no. But they were the they were the biggest and best things when I was a kid, though. Absolutely loved them. So what's happening? In the, like I know you guys, this is a basketball podcast, but like someone said, "Hey, are you, you going to watch the NHL All Star game?" And I said, "What?" 
Are you telling yeah, what? I don't even know what the format of the NHL All Star Game is. If it's not it Canada is, versus the world, I don't want to see it. It's it's in Toronto this year, and I yeah. could not tell you what. I, I think there are team captains, and that's about it. I don't I don't know. Is it a three on three tournament again? I don't know. It's the three on three, the the Atlantic, all the different divisions have a little team. It's stupid. It, it just like can we have a way? You know what they should do? They should just get like a mishmash of people and they should play the previous mishmash. Yeah, a mishmash. A mish a very posh a mishmash. Yeah. A mishmash. A mishmash. <laughs> I want it to be made. I want you to put white wine in my mishmash, please. We I, I the only way I'll ever watch an all-star game is if we advance our technology where the, the we pick a team, one team, and they have to play their shadows. <laughs> <laughs> they play their shadows, and if they lose, their talent gets removed from them via uh, futuristic alien technology. Correct. The court is in Russia, lightning bolts hit, and you pay, play your shadows just like in Super Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, with that, we will officially end it. Uh, the, this was a really fun one, guys. Um, uh, Brendo, you'll be back next week uh, co-hosting with me. Our guest will be Georgia Brooks Hancock, also down from L- uh, in L.A. there. She, we're going to chat with our old pal there. Uh, Norm, though, thank you so much for, uh, for, for coming on and chatting some hoops with us. Uh, please tell everyone if you have anything to, to plug or yeah, just, no, I don't just think tell so. people what they should do. You know, uh, first of all, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Brendan uh, for all his writing this year um, for Fox NFL Sunday. We did a ton of stuff. We just wrapped up. Um, <clears throat> NFC Championship uh, ended on Sunday. That was our last show. Next year we have the Super Bowl, so it should be a big year. Um, anything? No, yeah, f- watch the Super Bowl, I suppose. Whoever doesn't know that the Super Bowl is happening. <laughs> Are you telling people to watch the Super Bowl? Check it out. <laughs> For your own personal plug. Hey, the Super Bowl is happening. Think about watching Don't it. Don't watch the Super Bowl. It's on CBS. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, my, big network. Is, my big plug is watch the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible stuff. Uh, well, you heard it. Uh, Norm doesn't have social media of any sort, so don't even think about following him. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, here's it? a question before we wrap up. Should I get on threads? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. No. no, it's gone. It's over. What should I do though? X. No. There's no one knows what to do. X is garbage. Thread sucks. Who cares? No uh, uh, Elon really blew it for everyone. Base. Yeah, there's nowhere to pop off your text-based ideas anymore. No. Yeah, because I was watching t- uh, TV the other day and I was like, "This is fucking dumb." And I was like, well, "No one's around." Yeah. Yeah. How am um, I going to tell everyone that this thing, this specific thing I'm watching right now, is stupid? Hey, what about you, be? Part of my plug, though, part of my plug, are you guys watching uh, the new True Detective? Yeah. (laughs) Part of your plug is starting a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I know that we're in the last minute of uh, wrapping this all up and everything, but uh, hey, you guys seen True Detective? Pretty sick. Hey, hey, who done it? (laughs) (laughs) Who done it? Tony Foster, let's talk about her career. That's five minutes, but. You guys uh, check out that Ted Lasso show ever? (laughs) (laughs) It could have been this the whole time. I like to call him the last man. The last (laughs) man standing. Anyways, we're wrapping up here. Uh, (laughs) Uh, This has been great. So, yeah. All right. Whatever. Brendo's not doing anything. He's in New Orleans. By the way, we never even mentioned that. Brendan in New Orleans for this entire episode. Yeah. Brendan, what are you plugging? Yeah. What are you uh, doing there? That's the mighty Mississippi River right there. So I'm in the big easy doing that. If you're watching on YouTube, yes. That's not very interesting to talk about. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, hey, big thanks to Norm for keeping me employed on Fox uh, Fox NFL (laughs) Sunday. Um, we're really hitting the bullseyes for them every week. And, uh, otherwise, uh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Norm showing his Emmy. If you're watching on, uh, I didn't even plug you as Emmy award-winning producer or anything like that. Yeah. So. I don't, I, I think, I think anytime you do that, like Terry Bradshaw gets five bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know what? Thanks. Big thanks to Norm. Uh, big thanks to Brendo. We'll, he'll be back next week. Uh, and also though, at the same time, zero thanks to Norm. He's not employing me. So 
Is that because I don't have a green card and can't legally work in the United States? Yes, possibly. It's a, <laughs> it's at least a factor. But also, is there years of personal animosity? Yes, of course there is. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Will, will Andy be a part of it? You got to tune into the Super Bowl 2025 to find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but for real, thank you guys. Uh, that'll that'll do it. Um, uh, thanks for checking us out here on Rappers Republic, powered by FanDuel. Uh, come on back next week. We'll be here. Good night.